I love the word of God. It's life and health to our bones. Just to read it, to absorb it, then to try and understand it. Then to try and live it. Then to try and share it. It's a lifestyle. It's not a book. It's a lifestyle. And last Sunday, I um, started a new series. It's called Seven Letters to Seven Churches. It's from the book of Revelation, chapter one to three. Uh, last week, entitled I, John, we looked at the first section in Revelation. And if you are interested, that word, you can find it on Harvest Church Croydon on YouTube. If you go to playlists on that page, you can also find Magnificent Seven's Revelation. And what I've done there is I've put a deeper exposition, a deeper exegesis of the passage for Bible students, for people who want to dig deeper into their Bible to understand it. So I would encourage you to go there as well. And today's message similarly will be posted by at least tomorrow. And the deeper one will come out on Wednesday. Again, it will be under Magnificent Sevens. Um, so if you turn with me to the book of Revelation, I'm going to read to you from verse 9 of chapter 1. I, John... Your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet which said, write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia and Laodicea. So that's where we got to last week, that John has been commissioned to write on a scroll everything that he hears and sees and to send the whole thing to all seven churches. But there is a particular part of it to each one of the seven churches. And we're coming in today on verse 12. I turned round to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned round, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet with a golden sash round his chest. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace and his voice like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. He then placed his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and behold I am alive forever and ever and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Therefore write what you have seen. 
what is now and what will take place later. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. This is the word of God. Uh, last week, we identified the writer, John the disciple, John the apostle, John the brother of James, uh, John the son of Zebedee. That's who it was. He's an old man. It's 60 years since the cross, 60 years since the resurrection. And uh, he has been exiled. He's on the island of Patmos. It says because of the word of God and because of the testimony of Jesus. Excuse me a minute. I just realised that the recording device that I use for the YouTube videos was not on. So I've turned it on now and uh, hopefully nothing is lost. We're looking at Revelation chapter 1 and coming in on verse 12. So last week we identified John. Uh, we found out that this revelation is given by Father God to Jesus. Jesus will give it to an angel. An angel will give it to John. John will write it down and it will go to the churches the seven churches of Asia Minor, and eventually it will come to us. That's the journey that this book takes. And uh, what I want to do now is to show you Jesus in a way we have never seen him before. I turned round to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw what did you see, John? When you turned round, what did you see? I saw seven lampstands, not seven candlesticks. I saw seven lamp holders, things that hold the light. You and I hold the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. We hold that light. And these seven churches that John is writing to are holding the light. I saw seven golden lampstands. Yes, and, and what else did you see? I saw Jesus. He doesn't say that. But he knows that's who he saw by what he says later on. I saw Jesus. And I saw him in a way that I've never seen him before. Not as I remember him. Of course, 60 years ago, he was a man in his 30s. If he were alive today, he would be a man in his 90s. And I guess he would look different. And he certainly would have a high probability of having grey hair like me. But I saw Jesus. How did you see him, John? I saw him in a way I've never seen him before. I saw him as a picture that spoke to me. And the words that come across to me are these. 
The first thing Jesus said to me when I saw him in effect is, I am above you. I am above you. We're talking about transcendence. He's like a son of man. And whenever we get that, son of man, if you know your Bible, you would think of Daniel. Uh, in my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He was given authority, glory, sovereign power. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. I will unpack this in the deeper exposition on Wednesday. But I had this picture of a son of man, dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet and with golden sash around his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool. Again, I go back to Daniel and I think to myself, John, that's like the Ancient of Days. What do you mean? Thrones were set in place and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire. John, the picture that you are seeing here is the picture of the Ancient of Days in Daniel 7. You're seeing Jesus the way you would see God, the way you would see Father. His eyes were like blazing fire. Penetrative words, penetrative eyes, incisive eyes, all-seeing eyes. Time and time again, as he writes to Revelation, the Lord will say to each church, I know, I know your deeds, I know what's happening, because I see it, because I have eyes like blazing fire. I see everything you do. I know everything about you. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. Awesome stability and strength. Nothing uh, precarious here. Well planted. His voice was like the sound of rushing waters. Rushing waters, powerful, sometimes destructive, sometimes devastating, sometimes refreshing, sometimes life-giving. His voice was like the sound of rushing waters and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. His words are incisive and cutting. And his face, well, it was like the sun. His face was radiant, all shining. John would remember that day when Jesus was transfigured on the mountain. And when he, he shone, it's like that. I know who he is. He's Jesus. But just as we read in the very first verse, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ 
in a way we have never seen him before. And the first thing he says to us this morning is, I am above you. Verse 17, when I saw him, I fell at his feet, though dead, and he placed his right hand on me and he said, don't be afraid, I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and behold, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. In verse 8, God Almighty had said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. He might as well have said, I am the first and the last. And now Jesus says exactly the same thing. I am the living one. I am the first and the last. And I hold the keys to death and Hades. Notice he's not saying I hold the keys to, to death and hell. Hades is the place where dead people go. It's the place where the disembodied soul spirits go because they have lost touch with their body which remains on the earth. And he's saying, I have the keys to both these places. I decide who dies. And I decide when they die. And I decide who lives. And I decide their eternal future. When I unlock the door, when I unlock with the key, the door to Hades, and there are all the disembodied spirit souls of men and women down through the ages, I hold their lives. And it is for me to decide what happens to them. This is an awesome picture. But what he's saying is this. Listen, you are in, you're on Patmos, John. Uh, seven churches, you're in the middle of tribulation. I want you to know I'm above all this. I want you to know I'm sovereign over it. I want you to know I'm almighty, sovereign Lord, the ruler of the kings of the earth. God is over coronavirus. God is over Brexit. God is over Black Lives Matter. God is over all these things. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's the first thing I see. It's the first thing that John notice, notices. John, what do you see? Jesus says, I'm not only over you. I'm among you. This is not transcendence. This is what we call imminence. Yes, he is above us, but he's among us. Where is he? Where is he? He's walking amongst the candlesticks. He's walking through the churches. He's part and parcel with his body. I am with you. I will not leave you like orphans. I will send the Holy Spirit and he will come and he will represent me on earth. He is walking through the lampstands. He's not only over, he's with us. He's with you. Child of God, he's with you. I am among you. I am not a high priest 
Jesus says, who is unable to be touched. I'm a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Well, you'll have to check that one out. I'm a priest after the order of Melchizedek, but I am, I've suffered as you. I, I have lived like you. I, I'm not unable to be touched by your infirmities. I know how it feels. And I am interceding on your behalf this morning. Don't get discouraged. Don't get bowed down. During this lockdown, lift your head up. He is among us. He is with us. Hallelujah. John, what do you see? Jesus says, I am able. I am able. Transcendence imminence, authority. Verse 16, in his right hand, he held the seven stars and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. We're told later that the seven stars are the seven angels to the churches and this baffles us because we're not sure or at least I'm not sure what this means. Could it be that every church has an angel looking over them? That's a possibility, but the same, at the same time, John is told to write to the angel. If you look in uh, chapter 2, verse 1, to the angel of the church in Ephesus, write. How do you write a letter to an angel? And once you've written it, how do you give it to them? So that's a little bit of a mystery. Is it an angel? But then the word can be also translated messenger. So it's one in the church who brings the message. And that might be someone like myself. Those people that are in churches whose responsibility it is to bring the word of God, to bring the message he may be referring to such as messenger and therefore you will go to the church in Ephesus and you will take this letter and you will give it to those that are in charge. It could be that. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. It, it could be anyone, any believer. It could be you. It could be me. If you consider yourself a messenger of your church one who conveys the gospel, one who shares their faith, one who lets the word go out. The important thing is this, I hold you in my hand. Why is John on Patmos? He tells us, I'm there because of the word of God and because of the testimony of Jesus. I have spent my life sharing the word of God I've spent my life testifying to what I saw when I walked with Jesus and I am in a place of exile and persecution because of it. The Lord says, I hold you in my hand, John. I'm holding you in my hand. You are a messenger. I hold you in my hand. So, what do we take from this? This awesome picture 
of the Lord Jesus. Three things. I am over you. I am up to it. I am more than up to it. I am over you. I am with you. You are not alone. And I am able. Whatever it is you're facing, I am able. You know, the first thing to engage in all of this is to come to Jesus, to come in humility, to come in surrender, to come with repentance in your heart for all your sin, to submit to his lordship and to acknowledge, Lord, you are over me. To acknowledge, Lord, you are here beside me. To acknowledge, Lord, you are able for every circumstance of my life. I surrender myself to you now. I receive you as my Lord and Saviour. I receive you as my God. I enter into a relationship with you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you will know the power of this awesome Lord Jesus. Next week, we're going to go to the letters. If God was writing a letter to you, what would he say? That's going to be interesting. So let's pray. Let's pray, shall we?